Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. I have my co-host Gina Warfel with me and we have brought back to the podcast Katie Vall. Now, Katie Vall, we interviewed her a year ago. It's been like exactly 12 months. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. If you guys remember, we released her episode in January of 2022, and we were talking about her journey through infertility, and it was one of our most popular podcast downloads, and yes, it really was, and this just shows how many women and families are dealing with hormonal issues and infertility. And this is this is a very, very charged area for people. And so, Katie, thank you for sharing your story of empowerment through your infertility journey and just how like how hard it is. And like you really brought to light how painful that journey is. I remember the story you shared where it's like you go into a boxing rink every month and you're just like boxed down. And then the next month comes and you go in prepared to fight and you're just boxed down and you do this for like months and months and years. And that really hit home because like, I don't think people who haven't dealt with infertility really understand that pain. So thank you for sharing your story. Um, Yeah. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. Last time we spoke, you kind of left us with the message that you'd had your first normal period in how many years? Oh, gosh. Um, Since I had been on birth control, so 13. Yeah, because you you went on birth control at the age of 14, correct? Yes. So you went on birth control at 14, and then you dealt with infertility for a couple years, joined the Gutsy membership, changed your pantry, changed your diet, changed your lifestyle, got rid of toxic ingredients, became your own healing expert, and you got your first normal period to date. So that was a year ago. Can you please update listeners on where you're at right now, 12 months later? Yeah. So 12 months later, we are right now 36 weeks pregnant. (laughs) We do the first week of November. Pretty excited. We have our gutsy baby. Yes. I'm so excited. So you're you're four weeks away from having your baby and you're having a boy, correct? We don't know. We oh. are, um, we're choosing to be surprised. <gasps> oh, that's going to be amazing. What do you feel like you're having? I feel like we're having a boy because uh-huh. we cannot agree on a boy's name yet. So I'm <laughs> I like, it's going to be a boy because we can't agree on uh-huh. a boy's name. I love it. I love it. So I want you to just quickly tell listeners, those that haven't listened to the first episode with Katie, I highly recommend you listen to it. But if you don't have the time, Katie, can you just catch everyone up to speed? Tell us like in a few minutes kind of what we covered last episode and, and then we'll start launching into what's been happening the past 12 months. And you know, what you from someone who's been on the inside and is now on the outside, like what you recommend for people, the wisdom that you would want to impart on everyone that is still in this, this journey. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So kind of the backstory, I had been on birth control, you know, from a teenager till when we got married got married, got off birth control, and my body was not ovulating. I wasn't having a period. We worked with uh, OBGYN for a while. 
and then went right into working with a specialist. And so we were doing IUIs, you know, we did IVF, we did the egg retrieval, you know, we're heartbroken with only one embryo. We kind of held on to that embryo for a couple months and did the embryo transfer. That would have been April of 2021 and it failed. It didn't work. And so that was kind of my rock bottom. And that same week that we found out it failed um, was when I joined the Gutsy membership, which is now the Gutsy Academy. So that's kind of the quick and dirty of it. The, I mean, like I said, in the last episode that we did, there's, you know, there's a lot of a pain and a lot of trauma that comes with that. And um, so I talk a lot about that, just kind of analogies of what it feels like, not just for you, but for your partner, or your husband, for family members, parents that are supporting you through this, friends, what do friends say? That's kind of the background of where we're coming from. Well, and I kind of want to tell people like when you were 14, you got your first period and it just kept going and going and going. And so your mom took you to a doctor and was like, and the doctor was like, yeah, birth control immediately. They didn't even look into why is your period going and going and going? Like what's happening, right? Like it's just, it's so from the beginning, you never had a normal cycle and then boom, they started masking this abnormal cycle for years and years and years. So it's like your body never had the opportunity to learn what a proper hormonal cycle was. You had to retrain your body. You had to learn about your body. You joined the Gutsy membership, which is now the Academy. And you started learning, oh, it takes these ingredients for me to have a proper hormonal cycle. And you were like one of our most studious students, right? Like you did all the homework, you did all the protocols, you did the menu plans. Like you literally, it's funny because the gutsy membership is literally healed by numbers, right? People just need to connect the dots and you connected all the dots, right? And if you connect the dots and you do the homework and you practice the things, like shifts happen, like it works. And so anyways, you did that. You had your first men's, like normal men's season October when we saw you, and then you got pregnant uh, a few months later. The first normal one was actually August. August, okay. We celebrated in August, and then I did get a second one in October. Amazing. Did you get more normal periods after that? Were you monthly, or were you still like a little cattywampus, but you still got pregnant anyways? So we were, um, that was kind of, I guess that's a good place to pick up from kind of the, the new timeline I wanted to share today. So we last did the podcast last October. And so after we did that podcast, it was about two weeks later, I had a check-in appointment with my fertility specialist. And I told her at that point, you know, I had really thought about it. And um, like you said, I put in a lot of work and I was, you know, kind of recognizing the work I had done. And I had had two periods at that point. And so I was on the fence. I was hemming and hawing about using letrozole again. Mm -hmm. And you know, I was kind of like, man, I've learned so much about my body. Do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? And I guess what I, the conclusion I came to is almost like, you know, someone with depression or anxiety medication, it's a tool that helps them. Yes. And so that was kind of what I came to is I, I was having periods, but I couldn't predict when they were coming. I couldn't predict when I was ovulating. Um, so I, I did, you know, I talked to my husband and said, I think I'm ready to try letrozole again to help us really figure out when I'm ovulating to give us 
an even better shot. And well, and your body um, was completely different at this point, you know, like your body had more resources and more tools to work with the medication. Correct. Yeah. So, and I don't know if most people know, but like to get pregnant is actually pretty hard. Like you only have like a 15% shot each month Mm -hmm. of hitting that ovulation window and having that sperm meet the egg and Mm -hmm. having everything work out. It's 15%. That's it. Yeah. So I talked to the doctor and she was like, you know, she asked why. And I said, you know, I've just really put a lot of work in my body and I feel like I'm at a better place. I feel like my body is really trying on its own and I feel like this could help it. And she was, you know, like, all right, great, let's do it. Her thing was, was she said, and I, you know, I understood where she was coming from. She's like, I haven't really seen you in person since April of 2021. So she said, let's do this for six months and then we'll meet in person and make a new game plan. So that would have brought us to April of 2022. So I said, okay, I can, I totally understand that. I get that. So now we're into November and each month I decided I was going to add a few new tools to my belt. You know, I had the, the gutsy membership. I had done all the work. I was eating healthy, um, you know, I had been working on all this different stuff and I don't know if you remember, but we did the blood chemistry analysis together Mm -hmm. in November. Yeah. And so I, I still have it here. Uh, but I went through and some of it was like super shocking information for me. And some of it I already knew, but I didn't realize how much it was impacting my health. Mm -hmm. So for example, in my analysis, there was 34, markers that were out of optimal range. Mm -hmm. So I sat down and I looked at all of them and I tallied them up, which was the most impactful in my life. And so correct me if I'm wrong, from the blood chemistry analysis, you can't prove that you have a parasite, but there can be markers that Mm -hmm. lead to the possibility of a parasite. Yes. So if your eosinophils are elevated, you either have a parasitic invasion or infection, a food allergy or an environmental allergy. So it's one of, yeah, it's one of your white blood cells. And so what I've actually been doing now is when I see eosinophils go up, I used to tell people let's cut out some foods, but now I just tell people go on a parasite cleanse because I've seen miraculous changes with women, especially women with hormonal imbalances, surprisingly enough. Like we've had a lot of gutsy members go on the cell core parasite cleanse and not expecting their hormones to balance and their hormones are balancing better by eliminating parasites. It's quite remarkable, but keep going. I want to hear where you're going with this. I'm super intrigued. Well, and that was me. We learned that there was a good possibility I had a parasite. So nine of my 34 markers out of normal range led to the idea of an infection or a parasite. Mm -hmm. So that was my biggest marker. The next two, this is kind of where I was talking about, they weren't super surprising. I had six markers that led to the idea of stress Mm -hmm. impacting my health. I think, did we talk about that in your consults? Yeah. Like I kept saying, like there's stress and stress and stress. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And, and what's so uh, funny is people are so, these BCAs are amazing, these blood chem analyses, but people are so disappointed when I keep emphasizing, like there's stress in your body. There's stress. And people are like, yeah, but what vitamins do I take? And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter how many vitamins you're taking. Like your body's just going to burn through them. We got to like slow down the engine a little bit. So yeah, stress is another one. Keep going, Katie. <laughs> yeah. So, and the third one, which also wasn't surprising to me, but I had no idea how much it was impacting so many different parts of my health was dehydration. Mm -hmm. 
I was never someone who drank a lot. I could sit down at dinner with my husband and not even have a glass of water at dinner. And he would be like, have you had anything to drink today? And I'd be like, I had a coffee this morning. And he's like, that doesn't count. Like, mm-hmm. So I had no idea how dehydrated I was yeah. and how much that was impacting me at a cellular level. Yeah. It hits, I mean, it can make you more tired. It makes things work more sluggishly. Like, yeah, dehydration is huge. And I see it on like almost every single lab. (laughs) Like everybody is dehydrated. Yeah. So that month we did the, so this is like I said, November, 2021. We did that. We learned those things. So right away I got on the cell core parasite cleanse. Mm -hmm. I started obviously drinking more water and I was like, okay, I've got to do something for this stress. Like Mm -hmm. I know it's there. I've done the, you know, the journaling and the mindfulness and all of that, but there's something at the root that I've got to take care of. So I have a neighbor who is a brain spotting therapist. Cool. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. As I was starting that, though, I also purchased what's called an Ava band. Mm -hmm. So an Ava band is basically like a, a, I don't want to say a watch, but it it looks like a watch and there's no face on it or anything like that. And you wear it as you sleep Mm -hmm. and it helps track five different markers for women trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So it's measuring your skin temperature, your resting heart rate, your breathing rate, your total sleep. And then I think the last one was called RHV ratio. Your heart rate variability. Um, Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I purchased that to really kind of help pinpoint when we were ovulating. Mm -hmm. All those years of infertility, I was doing ovulation predictor kits, but it got old as a woman, you know, having every morning to pee on a stick and figure out, you know, trying to read those lines. Are they right? Are they there? Are they not there? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just figured it is a little bit more expensive. If, you know, women want to look into it, it's totally worth it, in my opinion. But I figured after four years of buying sticks, the bracelet was easy, no different. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, those were my November switches. Did you, I have to ask when you started the parasite cleanse, did you see parasites coming out? Not initially. Uh I did it for two months. I did it the whole month of December and the whole month of January. Mm -hmm. And about halfway between the two, yes. They started coming out. I love it. I love it. So in the Gutsy membership, everyone that's doing the parasite cleanses, when we join our Zoom calls, we all talk about our parasites that we're passing. And it's so fun. Like, I know everyone's probably like cringing right now, but it's like so exciting. I love to quote Shrek rather out than in, you know, (laughs) like, let's get them out and let's celebrate their exit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, there's proof. Uh Wow. Very cool. Was it a lot of parasites or just some here and there? (laughs) I have to ask. I have to ask. (laughs) I'm so weird. (laughs) Um, Just some here and there, Mm -hmm. but like in a weird way, it was like, it was kind of reassuring. Like, okay, it really was there. I've Mm -hmm. got an answer. I've, I've seen it. Okay. Now let's cross, cross that off the list. We've cleaned that up. Let's, you know, keep moving kind of thing. So yeah, there was, heck yeah. yeah, like you said, it is a little gross, but I guess once you're in kind of the membership or the academy, it's just kind of like something mm-hmm. cool to talk about. Yeah. I, it's, it's so fun. I know people that like, this, that's probably not people's cup of tea, but for <laughs> all of us nerding out on health stuff, it's just like, yes. So, um, okay. <laughs> keep going. So you started the parasite cleanse, you're wearing your Ava band, you're yes, doing so some brain stuff. Brain spotting therapy was what I wanted to talk about 
kind of a lot today. It was something totally new to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, my neighbor is a brain spotting therapist. So Mm -hmm. she kind of offered her services to me kind of for free and said, I just, I want to help, you know, how can I help? I want, you know, here's my expertise. So every Sunday morning we sat down together and she would teach me about this and she would walk me through it. So sharing a little bit about it today. So it was developed by a man named David Grand. Um, and the main goal is to bring someone from a state of dysregulation to a regulation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the opposite of like talk therapy or what you would think of as therapy. They call it a bottom up approach versus a top down approach. Mm-hmm. So the bottom up approach uses a topic that holds activation or discomfort. So for me, that was totally my IVF, mm-hmm. the whole infertility story that mm-hmm. I was holding on to. So we would sit down together and I knew that was my topic. That was what I was working on. And you identify in your body where you feel that trauma. So for me, it was in my hands. My hands were just so tight. My fists would clench. I just, I felt like I wanted to hit something, honestly. Like I was so angry. Wow. So you could feel it in different parts. I mean, you know, anywhere. There was no right or wrong answer of where you felt it in your body. And then they use the X and Y axis kind of like in math. And you find where you're eyes also identify with that same position. And basically your eyes are helping identify that activation spot. So once you find that spot on the X and Y axis, she's kind of holding a pointer there so I can keep mark of that spot. And after she had taught me how to do some of this, there was other things too, you know, she would leave and I would still do stuff on my own And I would use post-it notes on the wall and find my spots and sit and look at my post-it notes. But essentially, you're just kind of walking yourself through getting to that spot of activation and you're just sitting there with it. Wow. And so you just sit with that anger. There is brain spotting music. And so I had headphones on when I was doing this and it's kind of going in one headphone out the other and it's supposed to be hitting different accesses. And I can't even find the words to describe. It sounds weird, but it really was amazing. It sounds a lot like EMDR therapy. Okay. It sounds really similar to that, but yeah, it's like retraining your brain or something or helping your body move things through or something. Is that correct? Yeah. So it allows like, kind of like you said, the, the capsules to open up in your brain and then neurobiological system to kind of reestablish itself. Mm-hmm. Could you feel a, a difference like right after or how did so, you do a bunch of sessions? How did that go? Yeah, we did um, quite a few sessions and it's kind of almost like, you know, you rate how are you're feeling at the beginning, 10 being the most activated. Your goal is to get yourself down to a one or a two and it's not going to happen immediately. You know, it took weeks and the first couple of weeks, you know, I'd sit there and I would stay in that spot of anger and I just had tears running down my face and you're, you're just releasing all of this. And probably after like the third week of sitting in that spot and just being there, this is going to sound a little woo, but I swear this is what happened. You know, my neighbor said she, you know, she's in the room with me and she's pretty quiet. And every once in a while, she's like, I just want to check in. How are you doing? Do you want to talk? And so I told her, I said, Right now, I said, this is going to sound crazy, but I said, I'm listening to an internal dialogue between my body and my mind. Wow. Mm. I love that. 
And my body was basically yelling at my mind saying, you weren't there. You left us. Like my body took the brunt of the physical pain, the, you know, the surgeries, the traumas, the doctor's appointments. And my body was yelling at my mind for not showing up for me. I have goosebumps. Me too. So it was pretty crazy. And then my, my mind just kind of said, you're right. I blocked it out. I blacked out. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to think about it. I didn't want to process it. Or take responsibility kind of like, for it, right? Yeah. Like that's a big part. It's like, let me give it over to the doctors. Here, doctor, here's my body. Do with it what you want. You spoke about that a lot in the first episode where you were like, my body was just being acted upon by doctors and medications and hormones. And you're like, I was just being passed around or something like that. Like, so that's yeah. so interesting that this came up in these sessions where your body was like, hey, like I took on everything and you just left like isn't that interesting like we how we have this own self-abandonment I've had processes like that too like really big ones and they're so transformative keep telling us more though keep going yeah so my mind just kind of basically apologized and was like you're right like we've got to do this together Mm -hmm. and it was the first time it was like such a big moment and like I remember like almost like I had tears on my face, but I was smiling because it was like, Aww. this was the moment I needed to like connect and mm-hmm. be totally whole. It was the kind of the first time through all of this, I felt really whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amazing. yeah, brain spotting therapy, That's it would so be cool. an awesome podcast episode in itself for you guys yeah. too. That is so uh, cool. You know, and what I, and what's interesting is I love that you said you were so angry. I think in our society, we are so terrified of anger, like good people don't get angry. And that's such bull. Like anger is, it's kind of like a signal of protection and underneath the anger, because I've had a lot of anger and I, last year I spoke a lot about rage. Like there was so much rage and anger and people don't like to hear that. Janique had anger. Janique, like, you know, like people don't like to hear it because it makes them uncomfortable. But underneath all of that, you touched on it is deep sadness. And it's like that anger and that rage is actually protecting us from feeling that until we're ready to feel it. Right. And it's funny, too, because as you process that anger and have it move through you, it's almost like it's I see it kind of like different color pieces of cotton. So think like imagine the anger energy is like red cotton that you're pulling out, right? And you're pulling it out and it is tethered to blue cotton. So now all the red cotton is out and now the blue cotton is coming out and it's just deep grief and it's deep sadness and it feels endless, right? At least that's my experience. And so it's like, I would actually rather like not process that. I would rather stay in my anger at some times because I'm like, it's protecting me from feeling that deep sadness. I don't have the energy to process the sadness. I don't have the space. I don't have the time to do it. So the rage and the anger was just protecting me until I was ready, until I had bandwidth, until I had safety. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and so now this year I've had bandwidth and I've had safety and, you know, like I have this beautiful partner that, you know, now holds space for me. Whereas for years I've had to hold space for everyone. Right. And so now all that rage, now you're in a place, Katie, you've done the 
mindset workshops. You've done, you know, healing the unhealable. You did all of that work. And now you got to this place of aha where you're like, I'm ready to like repattern my brain, right? And you spent the time, you took the time and you use these modalities and tools and you started pulling out your red thread and then the blue thread started coming. And you, as you said, tears were streaming down your face. And what's interesting too, is when you actually feel the sadness, it's kind of cathartic. It's kind of like, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh my gosh, finally, it's like a relief. Don't you think? That was the perfect way of describing everything that I felt (laughs) like I could totally see. And I was going to say, like, after you were talking about the red cotton, I was going to say, then comes blue. Then comes blue. Right there with you. Mm hmm. You know exactly where I was going with that because, but the blue is so long. Don't you think like it's, there's so much there and you're like, oh, it keeps coming and coming and coming. But as it's coming out, it actually feels really invigorating. It's like Mm -hmm. a sigh of relief where you're like, finally. And for me, at least I want to hear your experience, but for me, it's just like, oh my gosh, I've been running from that for so long and I don't know why. Right. Like, what was that like for you as you were feeling it? Because you said you're crying and you were laughing. Yeah. I just remember going downstairs and like, even my husband was like, you look different. Like, Mm -hmm. he's like, what happened? And I was like, I just let go of so much that I was holding. And I couldn't even talk about IVF before, like just saying those three letters, like Mm -hmm. triggered me. And I didn't want to talk about it. It was, you know, that anger. Yeah. And now there's nothing. And that's like kind of the, the goal of brain spotting is to get yeah. you know, those three letters were triggering for me. Mm-hmm. And now it's a neutral nothing. I don't get any like an emotion, any a reaction in my body to the wow. words. Wow. Amazing. You worked through the trigger. You worked through the, it's like PTSD. You went through PTSD. Yeah. Your body stored all that trauma for you and you literally dissociated. That's like the epitome of PTSD, right? Like, good job. And everyone that's listening, like, I remember you said this in the last episode when I asked you, what was the most important thing you learned in the membership? And you said mindset. Mindset is everything. And yet you still had a ways to go. You know, yeah. like you put like it's interesting because you feed the body what it needs and it will fix itself. But there's an energy to healing too that everyone's overriding and overlooking. It's funny, we spoke about this in our last Zoom call. Gina, you weren't there, so I'm gonna quickly like update everyone. Where I took everyone through like a body meditation and scan and had them kind of talk about the energy stuck in their bodies and what did it look like? What did it feel like? Did it have a color? what is it asking for? Right. And people are starting like our members in the beginning. It's so funny because Gina and I, you and I talk about this all the time, how they all want to do protocol, protocol, protocol. And we keep trying to back them off of protocols and not be so protocol heavy and be like, listen to your body, slow down, go for a walk, do some journaling. Like we keep trying to push that. And the members in the beginning of the Academy, they're like, but what protocol? They're actually all now getting to a place where they're like, I'm throwing the protocols out the window and I'm listening to my body now. And it's like, everyone's like, yay, we finally made it. That's when the work and the healing begins, right? Like that's where it starts is the mindset and the getting in touch with your body and recognizing like, holy cow, I've neglected this thing for so long. Can you imagine being in a relationship with someone where you've been talking to them for years and years and years and they just completely ignore you? That's our relationship to our bodies. Our bodies have been ignored for years, if not decades. 
Hey listeners, this holiday season, spoil those you love with the gift of comfort and quality and bundle up with Cozy Earth bedding pajamas that are now finally available on holiday hues. Cozy Earth is by far one of my favorite things I own as its quality is truly unmatched. All products are made from responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo and come with a 10-year warranty. You guys, hardly any company can boast of that type of quality and guarantee. Their loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit, which means if you buy this for your loved ones, they probably won't take it off. Matching holiday PJs this season never felt so good. And as a bonus, Cozy Earth is also providing all Gutsy listeners 40% off site-wide when you use the code Gutsy. So don't hesitate to get your loved ones extra cozy this holiday season with Cozy Earth Apparel. Now back to the show. Right? And it's kind of scary to like turn to our body and be like, okay, what were you saying? Because it might be scary what it is actually trying to tell us, right? It could be angry. Katie, I'm so sorry. I want to keep hearing your story, but I had the exact same experience where for the first time I heard my body. Can I share this? Can I share this experience? I went into this deep process where I looked at my body. It almost felt like for the first time in a mirror. And I got these flashes, like, you know, like in a movie, how you have scenes flashing, 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 like memories, right? And I was having scenes flash in my brain over the years of me young playing sports, me playing with my friends, me doing this, me winning awards, me winning like matches and me like going through all of these things. And my body literally was like, it like with anger, it said, look at all the things I've done for you. And then the words it said were worship me. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, all I've done is focus on all the ways that it's broken and all the ways it feels unsafe and all like, and yet my body has constantly showed up for me and my body has carried me through all these hard things. My body has carried me through, like it showed me all my pregnancies and it showed me all the sports and like the awards and like all the A's and all the everything, you know, and it just wanted some respect and it just wanted some like, it just wanted to be not ignored anymore and not put down. And so I remember having that moment of like, holy cow, you've been through everything with me. No one can say that except my body. My body has seen me, like my body has been with me from the day I was born and it will be with me until the day I die. No other person can say that in my life. Not my mom, not my dad, not Ryan, not my kids, you know? And so it's just, I hope that, and my only reason for sharing that, and Katie, I love that you shared yours is because there's disconnection in our society, in our world with our bodies. And like part of the Gutsy Academy and part of healing is creating that dialogue again and getting in touch with your body instead of just throwing things at it all the time and being like, work, work, work. I'm doing the things. Why aren't you working? Because maybe we just have to slow down and actually listen to what it's trying to tell us and then actually maybe allow it to guide us through our healing because our bodies have this innate intelligence. Like our minds, they're fine, but they're like our best friends with the worst advice, but our bodies have this intelligence and this wisdom. And if we just slow down and listen to it, it will share it with us. And it can be the most healing experience you ever go through. So anyways, I'm going to shut up. Katie. That was beautiful. (laughs) Keep going. That was was perfect. Keep going. (laughs) So, okay. So yeah, I'm doing the brain spotting therapy at this point. I'm recognizing too, like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the supplements. I'm doing the vitamins, but am I doing the right ones with the right best brands and the right amounts? So I read a book, it's called, it starts with the egg. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Rebecca feet. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name correct, but she has um, two degrees in molecular biotechnology and biochemistry. Cool. 
And so a lot of these books that I've read, you know, are women that have gone through the same thing and everyone explained, I guess, or shared with other people that like, it's kind of like this, like sisterhood. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. I'll just use the word crappy. It's like, it's a crappy sisterhood of all women who just want to help each other Yeah. because you know how much it sucks and you don't want anyone else to go through this. Yeah. So she writes this book and it is from a cellular level, everything you need to do to make the best egg possible. And so some of this stuff I was, you know, I had, was taking CoQ10, but I wasn't maybe taking the best brand. And I know I wasn't taking, or I learned I wasn't taking the right amount. You know, mm-hmm. I was taking a hundred milligrams a day. And in the book, she tells you, you should really be taking 400 milligrams wow. a day. So I'm learning through this book what supplements I need to make the best egg possible. Mm-hmm. I read that book. It's a phenomenal book. So now we're into January. Um, January, I started learning that there are all kinds of women out there in this field who want to help specifically women who are struggling with fertility. So, I mean, the gutsy health I needed that because I needed the whole body makeover. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I had gotten to the to the point where I was like, okay, now I've learned everything about my body. Now I need to hone in on what it is that I want. So I started following two women specifically I wanted to kind of shout out today. Embrace Fertility is her Instagram account. And then the other Instagram account is called The Woman's Dietitian. They're both on mm-hmm. Instagram. The Woman's Dietitian is a woman with PCOS herself. And so I was learning a lot about, you know, things about PCOS that at this point, no one's told me. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew I had PCOS. I had been told that four years ago, but no one really sat down in those doctor's appointments and explained it to me and yeah. what my body can and can't handle. Mm-hmm. So I really learned a lot from her. And then the Embrace Fertility is more of that mind-body connection again. So from her, I learned and was introduced to tapping And so I know last year in the the membership, I asked, I was like, can we have someone come talk about tapping? Because I was like, just learning about it myself through um, the Embrace Fertility Instagram account. I got a book. I was called The Tapping Solution. I was reading that. And so I really started using that. And so tapping is the emotional freedom technique. Um, I think you guys have even talked about or done Mm -hmm. podcast episodes on EFT Um, So I really was learning about that and just trying to bring my body, again, that stress level out of my body and into more of that relaxed operating system. Yeah. So that was kind of my whole month of January and the Embrace Fertility. One of the things, you know, she really talked about that really hit home for me was she had this specific, she called it like a game, but kind of like a technique or an approach. I didn't realize that every time I had, gotten a period over those four years, you know, it it led to tears. You'd Mm -hmm. be in the bathroom, you'd get your period and you'd cry. You'd be mad. You know, you'd see other pregnant women, whether it was at a restaurant or the grocery store or whatever, and you'd turn and look away because it hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, And she kind of explained to me, and we were doing the direct messaging on Instagram. You know, she kind of said, you've really kind of taught your body that pregnancy hurts and that a period is sad. And she was like, we've got to retrain your body 
that this is something you want, wow. not something to be afraid of or sad about or anything like that. That's profound. Wow. That's, That's so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Wow. So she introduced me to this technique called, it was like a yes, please game. So she is, you know, she explained to me, it's not going to be easy at first. It's not going to come overnight. You're not going to want to do it all the time. But she's like, I just want you to, you know, once a day when you see another pregnant woman, instead of turning away and being sad or angry or whatever you're feeling, just say in your head, yes, please. That is what I want. Aww. I want that too. Yes, please. Um, I love that. That is so sweet. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes, please. That is what yes, I want. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. that's so, so tender. Yeah. Jeez. So I started doing that, you know, as I would see other people, you know, whether, like I said, anywhere, and I didn't have to talk to them. I didn't have to know them, but it was just someone I saw in passing. And instead of looking away and feeling a negative emotion, I turned towards it and just said, yes, please. I want to be pregnant too. Aww. Yes, please. That can happen to me. I love um, that. Yeah. So that was pretty, pretty amazing. And I remember messaging her later that month and saying, I got my period. I didn't cry. It was a neutral Aww. experience for me. I, I wasn't charged one way or the other. And so that was January. And so February we didn't know it yet, but February was when we got pregnant. Mm -hmm. So all of this, you know, people have asked me before, like, what was it? What was the one magic thing that, you know, got you pregnant? You know, when people want a quick answer. Right. And, and it was a series of events. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. So it's like all of these things have helped me get to that point. You know, it could have been the parasite. Maybe the parasite was preventing me. You know, it could have been that stress level. Definitely the dehydration played a huge part in that. I wasn't creating, you know, cells within my body that were capable of reproducing it, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it could have been a lot, mm -hmm. but so yeah, February, you know, I'm still doing basically everything that I kind of talked about. I'm just kind of, you know, I think I maybe read one more book that month. I was like, just not trying to cram a bunch on me or put a bunch on my plate, but just like, I was thinking like, okay, we're going to do one thing a month until we see the doctor in April. Cause that was the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, and the beginning of March rolled around and I was kind of mentioning to you, you know, before we started recording that when you've been on a journey like this, your husband, you know, whether you've been on the journey for six months or six years, your husband becomes invested in it. And so he was kind of like, Hey, like, shouldn't you have a period by now? And I was like, yeah, but I, I was like, I'm just, you know, trying not to get my hopes up about it. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Like don't do a pregnancy test. And in my head, I was kind of thinking, well, I was like, I think we need to do a test. Cause I know the specialist is going to want to, you know, coming from the fertility world, they're going to have a whole bunch of stuff they're going to want to do right away. Mm -hmm. So I took one the next morning without telling him. And then I woke him up, like jumping on the bed, being like, it says we're pregnant. It says oh, we're pregnant. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> so like, amazing. What time is it? And I was like, it's six in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh so what was his reaction? What did he say? I think we both were like, neither one of us cried. I think we had together, you know, well, separately, you know, mm -hmm. I had put in a bunch of work, but together it's really taxing on a relationship to go through a fertility struggle journey. Um, and that's one of the things I've learned too, you know, 
through that Embrace Fertility Instagram account, you know, she kind of said, she was like, stop calling it infertility. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, it's a fertility struggle. You are yeah. fertile. You're going to have a child. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're just struggling right now. Yeah. So I kind of really had accepted that. Like, yes, I am fertile. I'm going mm-hmm. to have a baby. And so I, there weren't tears that morning. I remember calling the doctor and when you are coming from a working with a specialist, I mean, they get you in right away. We had ultrasounds every week from week six all the way to week, I think week 11, they graduated us to an OBGYN. So I think the first time I actually had tears and kind of like really not celebrated because that sounds like I didn't celebrate it from the beginning. We were very happy, very excited. Mm -hmm. But the first time I had tears was when we heard the heartbeat. And then I was like, this is, this is real. We did it. We did it. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. So yeah. And so how you- it's been a journey and I'm yeah. so glad I found you guys and so glad I've learned yeah. so much. And so I know that was one of the questions you asked in the beginning was what would I say, you know, to people who are still out there working through this journey is you have to invest in yourself mm-hmm. and you have to bet on yourself that you're going to do it. You have to believe that this is something you can do. Yeah. And so investing in yourself, I mean, did the blood chemistry analysis. I did the work. I joined the membership. Um, You know, you're listening to podcasts. You're learning. You have to invest in you. You can't just look at someone else to change it for you or fix it or make it better. Yeah. And you have to be willing to learn about yourself and your body. Because what works for me might not work for Gina and might not work for you. And I had to learn that, you know, specifically Mm -hmm. for PCOS, you know, I, um, I changed and ate all of the recipes, you know, you had provided through the membership. And one of the main things I learned was like, my body can tolerate carbs. You know, Mm -hmm. I loved bread. I think I said that in the last episode too. That bread didn't hurt me. It didn't hurt my digestive system. But I can tell you when I eat bread, I'm going to get acne. Mm. I've learned that about myself. Yeah, Mm. Interesting. And so I, you know, I've just those kinds of things where you have to make choices. And I, that's what I've told people. People will ask me like, Hey, if you're, you know, you're, you're coming over for dinner this weekend, what diet restrictions do you still have? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not on a diet. Yeah. I'm, I've never been on a diet. I, I make choices. Like, yep. This is a lifestyle choice that I've now made. Yes. Louder for the people in the back. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This <laughs> isn't so, a diet. It's a lifestyle makeover. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And it's, there's choices and I'm, you know, I still make choices. And a year ago I was probably way more strict on myself than I am right now. Amazing. Um, but you know, do I still go out to the Mexican restaurant with my husband? Yes. Yeah. Am I ordering a chimichanga anymore? No, mm-hmm. you know I'm or I'm not eating the the chips and cheese, mm-hmm. you know, half basket to myself before we eat. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm ordering different. I'm ordering the fajitas with you know the veggies and the chicken, and I might not be using the taco shells that night for dinner. And let me ask you: Is your happiness still the same, <laughs> or do you miss it? Because a lot of people they like they're like I can't imagine doing that. So how's your happiness around that? My happiness is great. Uh, Like I said, it's a choice. Like, do I make choices sometimes to enjoy the cake at my husband's cousin's wedding we went to this summer? Yeah, Yeah, I had cake. And did I enjoy it? 
Yes, yes. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were in choice. And, and here's the thing. It's like, you're doing 80% good and 20% fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're making sure that your tank is full with vitamins and nutrients and minerals so that when you do have that little bit of fun food, your body can metabolize it and detox it and, and handle it better. Yeah. Right. Versus doing 80% inflammatory taxing food and 20% healing food, right? Then your body's going to be at a deficit. And so, you know, and, and over time your taste buds change. Like when you were saying like veggie fajitas, like I'm like salivating. When you said the chimichanga, I was like, there's nothing (laughs) there. There's like, there's no energy there where I was like, Ooh, chimichanga. But when you said veggie fajita, I immediately start salivating and my body's like, yeah, let's go. You know? So like your body adapts your body, like that, which you keep like putting in your body, your body starts to crave. Right. And so you are changing your body chemistry and now it's working for you instead of against you. Yeah. And there was the book too, that I read, it came out later this last spring the glucose goddess on Mm -hmm. Instagram. She wrote a book called yeah, Glucose Revolution was the book. And I read that and I learned so much from that book too. So like, you know, for example, I need to go grocery shopping this afternoon. So normally I eat eggs for breakfast. This morning we didn't have eggs and I was like, okay, I've learned from reading that book and knowing my body, I just can't have a piece of toast Mm -hmm. and expect that my body is going to process that toast. It just doesn't. It might for someone else. So, you know, I had raw carrots first. You know, I've learned in that book how to eat foods in a certain order so that toast doesn't affect me. So I had my raw carrots first. I had an avocado for the healthy fats. I had some cottage cheese next for protein. And then last I ate my peanut butter toast. Love it. So I did have carbs today. I did have toast this morning, but it was in an order where Mm -hmm. I know it's not affecting my body at the same rate as if I would have just sat down and had peanut butter toast for breakfast. I love that. Huge. And here's the thing is like, you are so empowered with knowledge over your body that you know how to support it. You're not just completely at a deficit all the time. Right. Like, and, and that's the important thing. Like no amount of doctor's visits is going to teach you this. Like we have to be our own body advocates. We have to learn, we have to read the instruction manuals to these machines. Right. And we come to this planet and we don't, we just assume it's supposed to work. And it's like buying a car and being like, okay, how do you drive it? Well, you have to learn how to drive your car. You have to learn how to take care of your car. And so we just have to learn how our bodies work and we all have bio individuality. I love Katie that you have shared with us about your healing journey that you learned the foundationals of like healing, right? That was the gutsy membership. That was kind of like the core, like that was the foundation. And then you started fine tuning and fine. You're like, okay, I have this knowledge base. I know X amount about my body. Now let me fine tune for my specific condition. Let me fine tune for my specific condition. Let me fine tune for my specific condition. And so you took, the liberties of going out and exploring other areas that were more specific to infertility. And you could probably understand the information very easily because of the foundational information that you had. And so it didn't feel like this foreign thing that you were trying to implement. It just felt like something that you already knew about, but now you, it's fine tuned. And so I love that you've shared that part of the journey with everyone. Yeah. And like I said, you guys, I mean, I know you've talked about don't outsource your power, but like you guys have taught me so much. And Mm -hmm. I know I, you know, I did the work and I did all the stuff at home, but like Mm -hmm. I said it in the last episode too, but like you guys changed my life. Like, you know, I'm, 
I'm sitting in a nursery room right now. <laughs> I know. My, my futon room where we talked last time. Like, I love this it. This is life changing. And it's just beautiful what you guys are doing to help people. And it's, it's, I've even talked to my husband, you know, I said, I think this has shown me, like, I'm a speech therapist. That's my day job. And I love being a speech therapist, but I was like, I think at some point I want to go back and I want to get licensed or certifications and somehow weasel my way into a fertility clinic, Yeah, be that nutrition side of things and yeah. teach people. Yeah, I mean, no one taught me anything about PCOS and nutrition wow. for four years. Yeah, I had to learn that on my own. And so I yeah. just feel like that's what I want now. I want to help other people not flounder on their path for four years. I want to be there right from the start and say, this is what we can do to help while the doctors are helping you too. Yes. I love that. I love that. Um, You're saying in the last podcast, how, you know, you were going from doctor to doctor to doctor, you were just being acted upon. And then you joined the Academy, you started learning and implementing all these things. And you went back to see your doctor and your doctor was like, you've changed. Like, you know, she could tell in the language that you were using and like your whole countenance was different. Is, am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. I just had more confidence mm-hmm. talking to a doctor yes. and asking the questions because that's the same thing. Kind of what I was saying, like investing and betting in yourself, like mm-hmm. on a realistic side, a doctor sees how many people a day, how many yeah. people a week, how many people are on their caseload. They can't remember mm-hmm. every specific no, they detail can't. about you. No. So it's like, you have to be the one to ask. Mm-hmm. And I had, and I did during my pregnancy say, Hey, like, remember we were monitoring my thyroid and I took myself off thyroid mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. I think we should check that again. Yes. You, um, ha- you have to push and advocate. They won't remember. They just won't. Yeah. You have to. I mean, that's what people learn with me is like when they say, what should I do? And I'll turn back and be like, what do you think you should do? And like going through those questions, people are starting to learn that when they talk with their other doctors, like their doctors don't have the whole picture. And so they're learning. They actually have to push their doctor and push and educate themselves and then push some more and then push some more. And then their doctor's like, yeah, I guess we can do that. You know, if they say, hey, doc, I can we do this? And then they'll be like, yeah, sure. You know, like there's a lot of advocating that needs to be done, but we have to educate ourselves first about it. And so yeah. I'm glad that, you know, you shared that. And it was so evident when you were working with that doctor that she was like, something's different, you know. So Katie, any other parting words of advice for listeners that are on this journey of what's the word you use? Not infertility struggles. struggles. Infertility. Yeah. Yeah. Fertility struggle that are are struggling with fertility. What parting wisdom do you want to give them? I would really say that piece that I learned and that you guys, you know, even reacted to it from embrace fertility to turn towards what you want. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Is it hard at first? Yes. Does it kind of sound crazy? Yes. It's not going to be an easy change overnight to just be like, yes, I want every pregnant woman I see. That's what I want. And this makes me so happy to see all these other pregnant women and I'm Mm -hmm. not. And Mm -hmm. it's not easy. But I really think that, again, that mind shift for myself helped me get to a place of, that is what I want and talking to my body and talking to myself saying I can have that and I deserve that and I'm putting in the work and I'm trying my best and we're going my journey. I'll get there. Yeah. It's not going to look the same as everybody else's, but just really believing in yourself. Um, And everybody's journey is different. And I'm not saying, 
you know, just because IVF didn't work for me, it might work for someone else. And if it does work for you, that's wonderful. It doesn't matter how you get your baby or get your family. As Mm -hmm. long as you get there, it doesn't matter. Every story is different. Every story is unique. Every story is special. So it's just keep putting in your work to get to your end goal. So can you tell listeners timeline from joining the Gutsy Academy to when you got pregnant? So joining the Gutsy Academy, doing all your own super sleuthing, adding more tools to your belt for your fertility struggle. What was your timeline of revamping your body and your hormones and your emotions around healing? So I joined with you guys. Let's just say I think the first Zoom call I joined you guys on was the first week of May. Mm -hmm. So May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. We were pregnant in February. That was nine months. We found out in 10 months. Wow. So less than a year. Less than a year. Because so I got you to tell you guys in May, but I waited till May yes. to tell you guys on a Zoom call. And, rem- the whole yeah, and we all screamed. I remember yeah. that. I remember that was so exciting. Oh my God. Yeah. So less than a year to revamp how many years? 13 years of hormonal imbalances. That's remarkable. Yeah, no kidding. You worked your ass off, Katie. Like you absolutely did. I'm not going to sit here and promise everyone it's going to take them 10 months because I know the amount of work Katie, like, you know, it's funny. I had this conversation with Tristan and you know, we both were like healing is sometimes a full-time job. You know, you have to integrate it in every part of your life. And it's not that it's hard. It's hard in the beginning, but you get used to it. Like it becomes a part of breathing, you know, and you worked full-time 24, seven, seven days a week, to revamp your hormones and your body. Like you were motivated, Katie. And oh my gosh, I am so honored to be having this conversation with you and to see your journey and how you are this beautiful example for other women, you know, and I'm not going to promise them that it's going to take them 10 months, but miracles happen. Like this is a miracle that you created, right? It just didn't fall out of the sky. You put the pieces in place for this to happen and you did it every single day. And so I just want to congratulate you and just say you, it really is just such an honor to be a part of that. So thank you. Well, thank you. It was an honor to be a part of the Gutsy membership, now the Academy. And I really wanted to stay. I was like, man, we, I want to stay. I want to be a part of this even longer. And it was just kind of one of those financial choices yeah. we had to make. But it is, it's something special to all the listeners who are debating whether or not, you know, I'm just going to stay and listen to podcasts or no, mm-hmm. then the next because now you guys are doing open enrollment, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so and like next open enrollment comes around, like jump yeah, in, don't debate, guys. Don't debate. It is. Mm-hmm. It's it's life changing. It is. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, like people that get it get it. People that do the work, they're like, it really is. Gina and I, we like. There's nothing else like this. I, yeah. I've never seen anything like this where we take people through a way to heal themselves. You're just the perfect example where you got the fundamentals and then you just were, you took that information and you fine tuned and you fine tuned because you had the ability to do that. You had the intelligence and the knowledge base to do it. Right. And so you knew what information you had to seek out and you sought it out. And here we are 10 months later. <laughs> well, now it's Gutsy two years. Baby. Gutsy baby. Gutsy um, baby. 
All right, listeners, we hope you learned something new today. Katie, this is so amazing. This was so beautiful. Sometimes these interviews with our members and with, they're the best. Like they're just so heartfelt and it's so, you know, there's something to learn from experts, right? But when you find a normal person who became their own expert and share that story, like that holds power because it shows you don't have to have a PhD. You don't have to have a master's to do rad shit. You can just do it. You can just do it. So thank you, Katie. And listeners, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast. 